So Lauren's off mic right now, but what I think Lauren is saying hey, is that getting this feels like a lounge, yeah, lounge act. it's very chill, right? SM58. Someone needs to be like snapping their fingers <laughs> in the background. <laughs> so chill. <laughs> so Lauren was just talking about off mic about how <laughs> getting too many followers on Twitter has ruined Twitter for you. Did it, you did you say? Am I projecting, or did you say? Is that what you're getting at? It, that's what I heard. <laughs> it has ruined it. It's funny yeah. because I always, you know, just like dreamed of having 100,000 followers. Yeah, the entire point of tweeting is so this happens, and, ideally. But now I can't even have conversations with people anymore because mm-hmm. the people I want to be talking to or the people I was regularly conversing with get lost in this sea of mentions. That's right. You know, people just... And also, apropos of nothing, saying the most absurd stuff to me. Like, I'll even just not publicly at someone and I'll send Mm -hmm. them something because that's now the only way I can talk to someone and someone will still find that and find a way to twist like I twist tweeted a friend anniversary on Facebook at at Chris Scott and someone was like are you ever gonna tell the truth I "I don't know about about my friendship (laughs) with Chris Scott I was like I have been friends with him for more than a year like that was just on Facebook I should have clarified But so here, today You're we have Jeffrey Marsh with us. Is that us. me? <laughs> yes, we have at the Jeffrey Marsh. Yes, at Jeffrey Marsh was already taken. Oh my God, I have to look at who it is. Do you know the, do you, I'm sure you oh, know yes. them extensively. It's my doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> my doppelganger. Oh my God. So you, you have, you have more followers than Lauren, which I didn't yeah. think was humanly possible. Did you hate Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't hate Twitter. You're talking about the dark side and there's a light side. Yeah. As well. Yeah. <laughs> What's, when you, what, yeah, what are your yeah. mentions like? Like, what is your, what is, I mean, when I say that, I just mean like you just said the, the light side. What is the light My side? My mentions are crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the light side is the more your voice is amplified, the more you can wield that power for good. If that's your choice. And that's what you're doing. But there's still so much ugliness i know that's humanity (laughs) that's the world isn't it okay how when did you get so many tell us well first i have a little story i have like a side story give us all your stories about vine because i was in i was getting dumplings with a fellow viner and she said you know what the comments are they're like when you think of the worst thing a person could say to another human being and then multiply that by 20 then you're sort of in the ballpark of what people will tell you yeah online yes death threats like the mo- the worst things about your teeth and how much you weigh and like the most personal evil evil stuff even when what you're doing is not even you know my work is political but it's it's very even if you're doing something that's just sort of like comedy driven like last week we had on natalie yes who was had a a hilarious video where she sings like the alto part of all i want for christmas is you and it went viral and like she got a little hate for that it's like of course who where (laughs) (laughs) have you thought about this like is it where is this coming from who are these fucking people 
Not to come at you so aggressively. Answer my questions about life and humanity and how to process all of this. Well, people that are hating on other people are not happy themselves. Yeah. And that is very little consolation when it's coming at you by the truckload. Yeah. As it is right now for you. But it does or can spur you on to use your platform for good. Yes. (laughs) I was innocently thinking, oh, I'm gender fluid i'll just be myself and i'll just wear eyeshadow and i'll just say there's nothing wrong with you thank you (laughs) i did it for you guys (laughs) Uh, you know and just get on vine and say there's nothing wrong with you you're great how you are right and this goes viral but the hate goes viral as well at the same time and i was so innocent i thought nobody could possibly hate that (laughs) I'm just being myself, right? I'm just just saying. you wrong, right? Right, exactly. (laughs) I'm just saying nice things. I'm just being who I am. That's that's interesting. Is that how you got such a following? It's not like you did all this stuff, like this, uh, whatever you call it, comedy or like some sort of takey thing. You just went on Vine and were like, hey, you're great. I'm great. Everyone's great. And that that is the platform that you built for yourself. Correct. That's yep. amazing. My very first ever, ever viral video was me dressed as the Statue of Liberty dancing on the on the 4th of July on my rooftop in New York City. That's amazing. You're and like the most the best origin story. I think yeah. of like a Vine or Twitter person. <laughs> and my true 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 like following came from a single Vine that has now has over uh, 30 million <gasps> views right now. That's huge. And wow. all it is is me looking into the camera and saying, I can tell the future you're going to be okay. And that was it. And it just, everybody shared it. Everybody passed it around, especially since the election. <laughs> the numbers went right through the roof because I think even people with small Twitter accounts get that hate. They do. Excuse me, that's my ride. Ah, that? I love <laughs> I gotta siren go. humor. <laughs> my favorite <Wow>. thing. <laughs> that earnest positivity is really lacking. So I think that that's, my, that's why people respond to it. Yeah. I don't understand how people respond to that negatively. It's just, I, it's just even just like the basic comic, like the comments section mm-hmm. had a life force kind of before the twitter trolling conversation we can go deeper into that like this the anonymity and the but the top the the exertion of time and energy and the of hate from just i it also feels like now there's also trolling which is something maybe separate than that like trolling to me feels like sinister yeah separate from queerphobia you mean it's like well yeah well there's so many (laughs) things there's but okay so there's there's the there's the comment section meaning kind of just anonymous Mm -hmm. nonsense Mm -hmm. and then there's trolling which i feel like we use trolling really Mm -hmm. as a blanket term but if I think of it kind of as this thing that's like motiv- motivated by chaos and mm-hmm. and anger and and 
has this aggressive nature to it where it is this force that intends to confuse and to um, disarm. Confuse, what do you and mean? Say more about that. So, so uh, sort of just to destabilize sure. the yeah. a sense of certainty and to just to make people feel uncomfortable. Just like to make whatever you said seem less like the truth maybe yeah. in a way. Just like... Or, it's like almost gaslighting your, yeah. own, your own shit. Yeah, well, I was going to say. I'm yeah. almost thinking in terms of like, you know, kind of like Poe's Law. There was a slight piece on specifically on Poe's Law, like this idea of like the way that the Poe's Law comes from a forum. And there was a commenter who explained that creationists' comments and people who are mocking creationists were blending together and were mm-hmm. almost indistinguishable and the idea is that earnest content and mocking satirical content is almost impossible to tell apart and it it feels like trolling often that that is or maybe in the light of the election is like this anarchist mode of asserting confusion above sure. all else so that it's impossible to fight for anything because it's words are losing meaning (laughs) yeah you don't have anywhere to stand and you yes it's all muddled but then the comment section to me is more like somebody firing something off and not in a happy place and doing it from maybe a place of insecurity where maybe if you responded to them or maybe if they sent you an email and and of a comment section type email and mm-hmm. you responded to them, they might actually apologize and they might sort of That's right. see a person it coming a weak from moment it. moment for a reasonable human being. Yes, because I've had that Who experience. It feels like they're behind the egg, right? They're behind this anonymity of an avatar and they just lash yes. out because their own life is sucking and whatever. And that's different than someone being totally obsessed and threatening to kill you. And yes, yes, signing you and signing you up for a bunch of like porn websites, whatever that was happening last time we were right. here. Right. Yeah, just like weird, mean, yeah. vicious. Well, so I had thought about. I had that. That was my thought. Is like people who are sending you this kind of thing are coming from a negative place themselves. They're not happy. Like, why else would they even be taken? Because I would never. I can't conceive of this. I'm not that amazing of a person but I just wouldn't ever do something like that and and it's really hard for me to wrap my head around and when I first started writing if I would get nasty emails sometimes I would respond to them and almost without fail if I would respond the person would say wow you know I'm sorry I wasn't thinking you're actually a really good writer or something actually then would end up complimenting me and apologizing now I was getting trolled on Christmas Eve and I thought wow it's Christmas like maybe you know (laughs) that I can use Christmas. I'm assuming some of the, I was thinking the trolls take a day off or something. (laughs) And I I wrote back to a couple people. I mean, not everybody, but just sort of, does it bring you joy to send a message like this to a complete stranger on Christmas? And the response was sort of just like, fuck you cunt. (laughs) And that is not the same kind of person that I was dealing with. And that really threw me off. Not a stranger to them. (laughs) That's the thing. Yeah. They know that you're a woman. You're Mm. using your voice. And that's all they need to know. And they're angry. And that's probably where they're coming from. It's not like some random thing on the street. It is that combination that sets them off. (sighs) And so you got a choice point. (laughs) Yeah, we need your wisdom. I realized that when I was getting the, the very first like detailed obsessive stalker death threats person that I dealt with who 
proceeded to tell me the kind of gun and where he was going to shoot me Jesus. and how he would feel when the bullet went into my body and blah, blah, blah. When that stuff started happening, I was at the same choice point. You have to decide if it's worth it to you. Plenty of people don't decide that. But at the same time, still to this day, I get messages every single day saying, I was going to kill myself. My friend sent your video. I'm not going to kill myself anymore. I'm going to stay here. Because if you if you can be yourself, I can be myself too. Oh my God. And to and even so get I one. I did column A and I did column B. <laughs> and I was like, that's worth it to me. Because you know what I'm re I know it's coming someday is doxing, right? Yeah. It's going to come someday. And right. is that And for those it? who don't know, listeners, that's when a yes, stranger on the internet like basically puts your address out there and just like all your personal information and just kind of puts it all out there for the world to see. You know, it's meant maliciously. It's not like a send this person a nice <laughs> box of chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Edible yeah. arrangement. Yeah. It's not for that purpose. And the doxing too is so biz- like you don't know when to take any of it seriously. And especially it's with doxing. It's, you know, that's my livelihood where it's like, that mm-hmm. seems kind of, which is sillier rape threat, death threat doxing like th- my gmail my twitter that's that's how i make my money that's how yep. i communicate with my connections that's ev- that's everything to me and so it's like i got one threat like that and i didn't know how seriously to take it and female journalists were messaging me and saying it only took one for it to actually happen to me it only took one for me to have to end up having to move from how i was being treated yep. it's just you don't even and that fear because it's all based on it's it's a form of fucking terrorism because it's all predicated on fear because most of it is nothing and most of it is this is disgusting and gross and you know you can toss it out to some of your followers sometimes to say hey i'm dealing with this just so you know and get a little bolster of support and you know i kind of i honestly if anybody's listening like thank you because people actually have been really good and the thing that kills me is that for every 20 amazing messages the one awful one is just like twists a little deeper it's just yeah. because people will take the time to write these beautiful messages and it's just i hate that they don't sit with me the same way and do you see that you have done such good in the world do you see that part <laughs> that is it's that gives me that makes me feel a lot of pressure too because i'm feeling a lot of despair. you both have you're not off the oh here. thank you thank you <laughs> i have it but i'll take I it <laughs> That, that makes it's funny because you know some people will write to me and say you know like you're the person I've been waiting for in the wake of the election and yep. that makes me feel really good but then immediately after I'm like wait I still want a person that I'm still waiting for someone so like and I still feel you know I'm I want to do my best but there's still these moments of hopelessness and especially in this moment it all feels like so much <laughs> I get you know it's just it's it's such a hard time. And then to think about the way everything is weaponized online so easily, yep. it just feels, it becomes so sinister so quickly. <laughs> yeah. It is the worst <laughs> side of humanity that you can possibly witness. Yeah. Brett, do you, do you get, how much trolling do you get oh, on a modest, the only time straight I get, white man <laughs> account? Not a lot. The only time I get shit is when I am critical of like WikiLeaks or Julian Assange or something. <laughs> Some of those Russian Curious. stooge people. Yeah. So like, mm. if I say a statement like that on Twitter, like yesterday, I was like, because Assange goes on TV and says, 
oh, the Russians didn't do this. Like, of course not. It's like, yeah, well, that's what you would say if they fucking, <laughs> if you're a Russian stooge. Right. So like, I just tweet that. And then it's not, it's not like I suddenly go viral and then that happens. What happens is WikiLeaks has a account called the WikiLeaks Task Force, <laughs> which is just the whole point of it is so they harass you into deleting the tweet. And then when, they, then when you delete it, they screenshot it and tweet it again and then just sick these trolls on you all day. It doesn't stop. It's still happening. So I did that yesterday. Wow. So that's specific weaponization of like this weird Russian troll part of the internet, which is a whole different <laughs> scene than this. <laughs> but those people, I just feel bad for those people. Like these, just, I don't know. That's a whole other conversation of just like how everyone's being duped by all this like these Russian, t- scary Russian tactics <laughs> that uh, are fool. Like, I mean, our fucking president-elect tweeted today. That like he believes Julian Assange over the, the U.S. CIA intelligence and FBI, officials, yeah. and like that's the new normal. I feel like, and I just feel bad for these people for not realizing the truth, but also, like, fuck them for the the, the way that they're weaponizing their propaganda. I just I don't know. That's it, that's it what I get. Sure, in words, and yeah, yeah. It's no, it is the trolling is closely connected to this political moment obviously but like even the the feeling of uncertainty and on in terms of a diplomatic strategy is connected to the trolling and i you know it's do you do you think do i think putin is sitting and periscoping with trolls like mike chernovich no but there there is like this overarching ethos of for every false story that goes that people in america think is true russia wins that's all they want (laughs) they just just want to disrupt democracy everywhere yeah and it's worth highly recommend um politico putin's long game oh yeah great read there's a lot of great reads out there well Um, you were describing the process i mean it muddies the water it confuses things and that's what is happening on a global scale not just in your twitter feed yeah 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 it's well the other thing i feel like i was experiencing firsthand is this sort of post-truth of so of to doing an interview of there being a video mm-hmm. of the interview and then of people of you you mean or someone else of of my interview let's with say, Tucker Carlson yeah, let's, let's say Lauren yeah. um yeah and people would email me about that angry about something that I had not said in the video mm-hmm. and I don't know if they read it somewhere or assumed it yep. or saw a tweet and played telephone with the tweet but a that wasn't one or two things that like there were people who um, said that I defended Ivanka's harasser because he was gay. And I didn't know if they amalgamated that from me. Just <laughs> Imagined it from your life. Generally. So like, it I don't, seems, seems like something she would do. She would probably do that. Right. So, <laughs> but it was just, it was so, there's a video. You mm-hmm. can watch the video. The truth doesn't matter anymore. Tr- yeah. It's just, so, so it doesn't. Also, well, here's the other lesson. Haters <laughs> are not going to do their research. <laughs> True. Right? That's a good going to watch that whole video. They're going to assume things about you and then attack you. That's I, the whole point. I think I got to quote you and tweet that because that's amazing. <laughs> and that oh, is, I wrote it down. <laughs> that's good. Um, or possible title, honestly. And I guess before we even get too far away from the trolling, I wanted to talk about Lindy West's 
article in mm. the Guardian. Yes, I read it. <laughs> Do you want to talk? As did I. Mm. You Sounds going to like summarize we all it for it. us? No, you, please. Uh, as the uh, least trolled among <laughs> us, would you like to tell us a little well, bit? Yeah, how many followers do you have? I didn't uh, check. Oh like, my God. So I can judge you. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's doing well because of a viral tweet yesterday. Yay! So, <laughs> I went, I went, I have, I have 33,365. That's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I yeah. miss that. I want yeah, to try. Miss That's that. enough for haters. I mean, yeah. that is enough actually. Right. Trolls, Definitely actually. enough for WikiLeaks. But this uh, Lindy West article is headlined, I've left Twitter. It is unusable for anyone but trolls, robots, and dictators. She has an amazing dictators. picture, too. Yes. Oh, just she like, looks? Like, fierce. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Yeah. So this article basically goes on to say she deleted her Twitter account um, for many reasons, but mostly just because, like, there's nothing there for her anymore. It's this uh, pointless pit where neo-nazis have a platform and all these awful people have a platform and if they have a platform like why the fuck am i here and like i think one of the best lines was she was talking about how i made really good friends on twitter but i guess if i met all my friends working at like the mall and the mall became a tacit endorsement of fascism i would keep the friends but stop going to the mall so Mm -hmm. like she likes that the friends she's made on twitter but twitter itself she's done with what would you add to that i mean like she's been harassed by trolls nonstop yeah yeah in her book she talks about too i'm the somebody made an account for her dead father and was harassing her from that but that was also a person who eventually i think she fought back against that and that she actually did an npr segment with that troll and he apologized to her and was a person (laughs) coming from googled that leap out of her (laughs) no you did do your research she, you read it? Yeah. Her book, oh, Shrill, everyone should read, honestly. Oh, was homework right. for Jane. No, just kidding. <laughs> but I just <laughs> I just read it and it's 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 great and everyone should read it. Highly recommend it. But she has a chapter on or a part of a chapter is dedicated to that experience. And I, I that was it was funny because she has a line in there like this never in the lore of the internet yeah. have I heard of a troll doing that. It's just sort of because that really is trolling. She went on TV with a troll. Is that N- what you said? NPR. She went on NPR and they interviewed her and the I troll. Think so. Yeah, and the troll apologized and was kind of coming. Well, right. Said he was coming from a, like what what we suspect from a negative place himself. Well, that's the thing. Some of these people just want to be acknowledged, and then once you acknowledge them, they're like they're turncoats so fast. Just like, oh my god, I actually, I actually love your work. Yeah. And like, thank you so much for responding to me. So like, I don't know what that impulse is. You mean over email? Uh, yeah, yeah, mostly. The Twitter's. You the, comment back. To yeah, no, on Twitter, you're, Twitter's you're Twitter's kind place. of a. It's hard to disagree when you read Lindsay West piece. Just like, yeah, Twitter's kind of a cesspool for some bad shit. I know. Well, and the other interesting part of that article was, she's creating, free content. For Twitter mm. Co. Oh right, yeah. I like. She's right? like my. So she's putting. Yeah, stuff and she's into like my job feed. is to write, but I'm also writing for free on Twitter all day. Right. So why? And getting all this hate in return for it. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. Not the hate part, because it hasn't affected me that much. But just to like, I think why am I just spitting out all this stuff here instead of like using it more, maybe more productively elsewhere. I, th- I might be taking us too far away with this, but I think about the free idea a lot, especially lately because, mm-hmm. and I wonder how you, cause you're so giving and you're so positive and people reach mm-hmm. out to you that probably are in need sometimes. So how many times, yeah, many times. So how, how do you 
budget your energy and how do you tell yourself how you because there's a limit there's you're oh, not a bottomless gosh. pit can i get philosophical Please. yes <laughs> that's what we're here for <laughs> i am a bottomless pit of <laughs> love <laughs> i'm I <am>. not it <laughs> 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 uh-huh. takes all kinds the, inter- the internet the world needs all of us it there is no shortage of love there's no shortage but there is a shortage of energy Yes, but it's a lot, there's a lot more of it than you think. Well, but I, I think that I see what you're saying and I, I want to be able to, I could definitely do a better job of opening my heart to being compassionate to all people. And that's something, especially like, again, in the wake of the election, I want to do a better job of, but I'm talking about kind of just, you know, when you have a certain number of messages, like there's just only so much actual time and expenditure of your personal resources kind of that you can actually give out and yeah you know when it's somebody asking you for help that's crucial and pressing but even now it's it's now I get messages of you know you're you're kind of having a moment so read my blog post and it's no like why (laughs) on earth (laughs) Jeffrey how do you balance yeah your massive following and your like constant just like good good energy on Twitter (laughs) With whatever, what is your job? I don't think I ever asked. Like your day, is you're, that it? You're looking at it. That's yeah. a beacon of hope. Yeah. Well, we were talking about putting stuff out for free. So uh, yes, explain. On Vine, I never made a penny okay. doing any videos on Vine. That was all for helping people to feel better. It was fun for me too, and it was. Okay. It. I speak about it in the past. And like yeah, R.I.P. Vine. Yeah. Which is really sad. It but, is really sad. Those sorts of things I do just because I want to give. And I got other stuff from it. So to I mean, you, I'm looking at your profile. You got 318 million <laughs> Vine loops, which is insane. So I got like a book deal and I got stuff that came from that that was sustainable, financially sustainable. And yes. I give talks around the country about gender identity and, and how to treat young people with respect which you wouldn't think i would have to give a talk about but there you go (laughs) there you go Mm -hmm. and so there there are ways that i'm making money now from that social presence and that's what i do no other day job i'm the luckiest gal on earth yeah lauren are you looking into your future is that what you think will end up happening not to get not to get too real you can save this for off air. The visual that went with that, that side. We'll save that for later with what's happening right now. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but the has how do you think about fine ending before that gets forgotten? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think it was it was wonderful for what it was and I wish they had they themselves had a choice point. They wanted to save money, I guess. That would be a big yeah, motivation. Twitter is inept as hell at running anything, so I'm not surprised. And so they could have like made the user experience nicer, cut down on the trolls, concentrated mm-hmm. on ways to report people and get rid of abuse on the platform. And they could have done those choices before getting rid of Vine because so many people found it so, especially people of color, found it so affirming for them. Yeah. And there are artists especially people of color now who are just gone. Their platform is gone. Yeah. They were evaporated. So many people of color who were able to reach the spotlight through Vine because it's so much a more democratic platform. And they decided to get rid of it. (laughs) And even to the, the, so the, 
Twitter's approach to harassment. Um, I went to <laughs> what approach to harassment? Well, they don't have one. Well, I went to the American Defense League Never Is Now Summit mm-hmm. and. Oh, shoot. I'm blanking on exactly who was there representing Twitter, but there was a representative of Twitter and it was sure. just very. The, 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 they're so they're very strict about censoring all of this as if the user experience shouldn't be important to them, which is what I know there is a difference right. between ideological and practical. And, you know, if you ask someone on Twitter, would they hope everyone would not be harassed? Probably I would hope they would say yes. <laughs> Somebody would say yes. <laughs> it just seems that there are, that there certainly is, they're so reticent and so terrified of alienating the wrong kind of people is what it seems like to me. And like, we don't want to lose all these Nazis from using our platform. I, right. Yeah. I, who knows what goes on behind the closed doors? <gasps> and that's the thing. And there's, there's no transparency. And I'm not saying there should be. But there's also this huge problem with people being harassed. And, and they had the, there was this completely idiotic moment on this panel where they were talking about context and being primed for context. And it was like, well, if somebody who's filtering through these harassment reports doesn't know ovens is offensive and it's like do you have someone who didn't go to school <laughs> do you have, because i'm pretty is it sure a holocaust denier is it mel gibson yeah. i don't understand like who do you have working for yeah, you mel gibson working at twitter <laughs> harassment is a great sketch actually sure uh, and it's just sort of so like deliberately obtuse but mm-hmm. um I, I i it's just very bizarre that there's not there ha there has to be a way there has to be you know taking them seriously treating being able to cite specific accounts like these are claims that people are actually do you have it might take a minute to pull up but amber disco who we've had on had wrote to that jack, to jack tweet. yeah I'm it might take a minute but that with specific kind of actual yeah because jack went on twitter and said hey guys what, what do you want to see what do you want to see yeah and she had written back Right, and she'd written back, and yeah, like let me features. do, yeah. let me do these things, and like, I think he or someone from Twitter acknowledged it, yeah, and then Jack faved that, and then Jack's next question was like, okay, after at, someone said like, you know, making it not infested with that Nazis, seemed dismissive, right? right, and then he goes, okay, but what's next? It's like, how about Nazis again, and like Nazis a third <laughs> time, like that's not like a thing you just go, okay, I'm gonna brush this off now. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, the weird thing is the scope of it. Like most of the things that I've gotten on Twitter have been hard to report because they're just yeah. hateful and they're yeah. not, or they're coded in some way. And it's, mm-hmm. it's del- deliberate. So it would be, it would, it, I acknowledge that that would be difficult for them to police. And there, there is more than just, there's a button they're not pushing, but true but there is stuff they can do there is that stuff they have they not can, done there's all right there's stuff they can do that they're not doing as well yeah and what really is most breaks my heart is young people like teens yeah what are they learning about what it's like to tell the truth and what it's like to be a human being and i'm not saying that they need to be coddled or that they shouldn't see hate i mean we all need to learn at some time that it's here mm-hmm. but my 
gosh, to see an organization like Twitter treat everyone the same sends a really difficult message. It does. In my opinion. And also to experience that, I mean, if we were, I think, who were we talking about it with where if someone is a young, this is actually something you might want to speak to, but I think it was Mara, we had Mara Wilson on and Uh she was talking about, she's very open and she also has a book, um, Where Am I Now? And that was one of NPR's best books of the year. And she was talking about her struggles of being a child star. And what she was kind of relaying it to is imagine being a kid in the Midwest who took off on Vine and who is now kind of internet famous Yep. and whose parents don't even know what Vine is maybe and has have no idea what to do with it. What must that feel like? I mean, even just being kind of like bullied on AIM, <laughs> I remember being yes. devastated by... Yeah. AOL chat room people. <laughs> we were dialing up on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this must be all encompassing. And there, there's definitely young people who have who are internet famous who have, yes. must have no idea what to fucking do. Everybody gets hate. We got it. But... Now imagine if you're like a young girl of color who lives in some rural area or in the South and you get 10 times more hate than anybody else. You get all these people trying to, like I, you, you, you can't even make it up. It gives me great sadness to quote them, but telling people constantly to kill themselves. Yes. You shouldn't be here. Kill yourself. And you shouldn't be here. Kill yourself for expressing themselves too. So it's, for it's just saying something, silencing anything. Them. Yeah, any literally. Yes. <laughs> yeah, silencing them. That's a very important point. Yeah, and yeah. taking, and that's an, and also just taking teens seriously. So can you tell us? I mean, I don't want you to do a free talk for us. <laughs> no, no, do it. Here are your tips. Uh, yeah, just do but, one of the things you tour with. Yeah, right. <laughs> Take the floor. Right. But how to a little? Yeah. How to treat teens with respect what do you try and advise yeah what do you tell teens when you go well, speak one of, to them one of the things i brought my book actually because oh, good. there it's um it was a big risk actually for penguin random house so shout out to them for taking the risk on me i'm their first gender fluid author that uses <gasps> they them Congratulations. pronouns so that's one risk wow but also it's a weird book it's part workbook it's part memoir and it's part advice. So young people, especially, but adults too, were all writing to me about the same themes. I'm supposed to be perfect. How can I be perfect? I think there's something wrong with me, right? How do I stay connected to myself? Because everybody wants me to sacrifice myself to help them, right? All these same themes kept coming at me. So with my publisher, we made each theme into a chapter in the book. And then they said, oh, all the way at the end of the book, you have to tell educators and parents and pastors and everybody else how to actually bridge the gap and talk to young people. Mm. So there's an appendix that's specifically for the adults who work with young people okay. in the book. And you, one of the things that's most successful to tell people is it sounds so weird, but treat them like you would treat another adult because they just don't think of it that way you listen to them you ask follow-up questions and you treat their ideas as if it was coming from an adult and that does a trick for a lot of people but what's what's most amazing is what i've learned from 
interacting with young people because I'm 39 years old. <laughs> what I have <laughs> learned from interacting with young people is this sort of innocent enthusiasm and activism mm-hmm. that a lot of people who are older have had, frankly, I don't want to use too strong language, but have had beaten out of them by the system. Yeah. Right. You can't open your heart. You can't be passionate about something. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't sit down, be quiet, go to work on and on and on and on. And from what I've seen, so inspiring, younger people are not like that yet, which is one of the reasons why I didn't think we would get into this, but why teen Vogue is greater than adult (laughs) Vogue, but we don't have to talk about that (laughs) if it's off limits. No, it is. Yeah, well... The I don't really care what Melania wore, frankly. <laughs> the, the idea that that teen girls can't have... That young women can't have access to political conversation, but of any serious kind of conversation, that they're not... It's very... It's, it's also something we've seen a lot, too, with, like, these articles on millennials treating millennials... Mm-hmm. Right. Millennials! Like, I had this conversation the other day and it wasn't even it wasn't meant to be derogatory but someone was saying that they felt that I could speak to millennials and then he quickly said I don't even want to say that word and I said why (laughs) why you know I don't even want to say baby boomers like what are you (laughs) you know what are you talking about and it was just it's often it's this disconnect based on the idea that you can't have a serious and non-serious like you could have a serious and non-serious interest in your head at the same time as if you you that was my favorite part of your interview with Tucker (laughs) yeah it's like I can care what people are wearing and I can change the world and politically they, and, at the same time. Right. And all, and, but also that, you know, the, you want to try and drag me down as a writer based on that to dismiss me as some kind of slaughtered lamb on your show. But oh, the yeah. reality is that that's how a yar- large portion of people think of this younger generation as if they they, they, they write them off as yep. having their head and stuck in a selfie and stuck it's like even my the way my parents kind of regard me sometimes it's you know my parents love me and they're very respectful to me but they think you know that online thing they don't they don't understand how old are that you 25 25 how old did you wow, think you're so mature i don't know i <laughs> try not to babies. make assumptions what if you but- thought i was like 80 I'm 80. I'm like, wow, who's your Brett surgeon? is 80. She has that Robin Williams thing. Brett is from 80. Jack. I was, um, how old yeah. are you? I'm 25. Also. Oh, I thought you were younger than me. I mean, I'm probably by a few months. But mm-hmm. no. I was born 7777. Wow. I'm magic. Wait, you actually are. That's <laughs> proof of 777. it. 7777. 7777. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's good times. Just picked by like a, by a lightning strike. Being born, <laughs> exactly. Being yes. born, good times. Out of someone's forehead, like <laughs> what's her name? Zeus. But yes. you know, I <laughs> Athena. Yes. I say it's funny because I have trouble talking a lot of times in uses and theys. You have trouble talking in. <laughs> <laughs> Should I shut up for Come a minute? <laughs> no. But in terms of I, I want young women in general to feel especially young women writers so you know 20 something young women writers have every right to be writing about politics and pop culture honestly pop culture items are have been for me an incredible way to explore broader cultural truths and probe at the political of course that's not 
politics doesn't mean, you know, something that happens every four years. So the political is connected to makeup and fashion. And that's that's not even separate than that. So (laughs) it's just so idiotic. And I don't even know how to address it because it's so beyond it's so out of touch deliberately so and it's yep. often misogynistic as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course it is um do you uh, yeah, i'm sorry i'll let you talk <laughs> well no i mean you you brought up about a trillion things and i want to address them all address them all in order <laughs> number one please. so number one um <clears throat> i said earlier i don't care what melania is wearing and that's because of who she is i do like fashion i do love and we can, t- oh my gosh, we can talk about that. But I don't, just for my own psychological health, I'm not going to watch the, the family the, on TV. Right. I'm not, not going to see it. an address. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to, oh goodness, Kellyanne Conway. I'm not going to click a link with a video of, of, of her. Right. Just for my own psychological health. And that's for separate reasons. I do love fashion. Oh gosh. And cosmetics and and bright colors and dressing for fun and i was told my whole life you this this is the basic formula you ready i'm gonna break it down (laughs) so ready everyone is told there is something wrong with you you've got to change x in order to be acceptable and lovable in your life x can be you're a woman right maybe you're too queer you're too fat you're too smart you're too jewish whatever it is and that thing that x factor (laughs) (laughs) advertise the show that x is actually your superpower that's the thing you need to show to the world and use to help other people in this world and mine was you're too queer so here i am using social media to be just as queer as I can possibly be so that people know that whatever their thing is, they were told not to be is actually their best quality. They need to be that thing. They need to share it. I love that. It's, and it is, it's so much of it is quashing that thing, quashing the yeah. parts of yourself. And so when I would, as a little kid, sneak into my mom's purse and take out her lipstick and put it on stuff, I would get... Um, an adverse reaction from my father, mm-hmm. <laughs> shall we say? Is that yeah. what happened? Put, put it, that is you what put happened. It delicately, uh, yes. To put it delicately. So, I, you know, a couple of years ago, my father actually apologized to me oh, wow. for my childhood wow. and said, I was worried what other parents would think about me because of who you are. And so I did whatever I could to make you not be queer, to make you not be who you are. And um, that was lovely to hear. And I wish that someone had told me when I was 11 years old that that's what was happening. So I wrote the book in order to tell as many 11-year-olds as I possibly could, <sighs> this, this is how to be you. Don't listen to other people trying to tear you down and tell you not to be you. This is how to be you. That's amazing. And because it's like, you know. We're getting deep. How did you? That's you what I want. Yeah. All I want for this podcast is very deep. Yeah, just like the most uncomfortable, like, talk more about it. More about it. Well, no, I actually, 
I'll say it. I don't I was worried about like my family listening to this, but whatever. Um, I went to dinner with my my uncle was in town last night. And Do you think they follow me? Because I'm going to tweet yeah, this. Uh, follow at the Jeffrey Marsh mom. You'd love it. Wait, if she's listening to a it now, she, how does she find it? From your feed? Does she follow oh, you? Oh, she follows the pod. She just subscribes to it and she will listen to it. Oh, it's, wow. It's a, it's a whole thing. Okay. <laughs> so I was <laughs> uh, at dinner with my uncle and my, my cousin recently came out. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to hear. This is mom's brother. Mom's brother. Mm-hmm. Interesting to hear thoughts on that from him for like the first time. And like, I feel like he kind of said the same sort of thing that you just said your dad said. Like, yeah. not like to me, but he was like, yeah. you were talking about it. And he was like, yeah, you know, like I gave him a hard time or like I did whatever. But like, I, I love him. He's my son. And it's like, it's fine. I've, I've gotten over it. I feel like it's a, it's a generational thing for sure. one. For like these people, I don't know, like my dad's generation, like the, the I don't know, my dad's like 70 something years old, like mm-hmm. all these people are that around that age. I feel like they, you know, it was repressed then into like this horrifying way. Yeah. And like now that it's a bit more PC or however you want to say it um, and like people are free to do like what you do on Twitter and like yeah. have this huge following and it's amazing. Yeah. I think they just aren't brain doesn't have the gears to turn and make sense of it they just like god i, don't I know. hope so yeah what, it, what i mean obviously there are large swathes of america who can still grind those gears toward hating anything that's different well yeah but sure yeah we're uh, the three of us at this table we're all doing and your dog yes and demi <laughs> demi uh we're all we're all working to end hate in the world Demi's the most successful, I think, at this yeah. point. Yeah, she could. <laughs> yeah, she could like turn a Nazi. And like, hate, I had my body <laughs> melted. Yeah, the second I came in here. Just let the Nazis hug her. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Go back in time. Bring that dog to Hitler. See what happens. That's all I'm saying. But your point saying. is 100 percent valid. And well, tell me if this is. Let me reflect what you were saying, and you Please. tell me if this is what you what you were going for. It's also generational. Yes. People my age, because I went on conservative cable too. Did you watch that? Did I send it to you? No, you have to. Um, to talk about the book and you blah, blah, blah. You guys are blah, both but... so brave. You went on conservative cable news. I can't uh, believe it. Yeah. I really can't believe it. What? And how, how, what was that like? It was cute. <laughs> 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 um, it actually was quite nice because... I got messages then from teenagers who were over at grandma's house. Grandma had it in the background and they died when I came on. You know what I mean? They were like, grandma. I thought you meant literally. That I was like, Holy no, no, shit. no. Grandma didn't die. But <laughs> the kids died I, I get it, metaphorically. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Because it was on TV and this host was trying to understand. But it's like, I say something like, I don't identify as a man or a woman. And the host, right, (laughs) their brains, their synapses melt and start pouring down the side of their face. Birth certificates. But young people just see the humanity and they know that that's what's up. Yeah. Not even where we're going. That's just just reality for them because their friend is the same way. Right. No, that's, that's huge. That's huge for me. Like, this is something I'm just starting to realize in my life, the generational thing, Mm -hmm. because like... You know, love my parents, love my family. They love me. We have a good relationship. But there are just some things that like I can talk at him for an hour and say all these things that are my perspective, my liberal perspective. And 
it'll there's no matter how true any of it is. Can you cry liberal tears? Yeah, I'll cry liberal tears. Mm. I'll make like a small turn into a sl- actual snowflake <laughs> and like <laughs> special. <laughs> right. But it doesn't like that isn't I'm not going to change their mind is what I'm trying to say. Like no matter right. how much effort you put forth, I could debunk anything any t- crazy conspiracy theories they believe on the right and like say, "Hey, here's all the facts that prove why the left is right on this one or something." And mm-hmm. just like over the head or they don't even not even over the head just like hmm i appreciate your opinion but you're no but that and it's a i think it is i, I want to say it's generational because if it's not no, it then is. it's even more fucked up well because i'm working on a, yeah. i'm working on a piece right now and i was looking up i was looking up statistics of different viewpoints based on generation and it's it's there's not it's, you know, everything is in the 80th or 90th percentile for across the board with kind of LGBTQ rights in this one study I saw. Yep. It's like there's not even a question yep. for for millennials and even, you know, the few studies that have looked at Gen Z. It's there's there's no question that it's yep. just blanket acceptance. Yeah. And so it does seem to be that. I wonder. Well, that's a, that makes me feel amazing for hope. the future. Right. There is. But then like there are well, factors that make. waiting for old people to die. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Everyone's you killed grandma. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. When you said grandma died, died, my heart sank. I'm like, sorry. Is that a real story? I'm powerful, but not that powerful. Yeah. I, and it's not to say that there aren't grandmas who write to me and say, you're wonderful and I get you. Right. Of course there are. Well, there are like fringe. Yeah. There's always going to be the, the, the few, the proud, the smart yeah. of that older generation. The, yeah. the, the progressives, or you want to call it. I get tagged whenever people are like, um, whenever trolls somewhere else on somewhere else far away on the internet are like, the gender queer is just like a teenager thing. I, I imagine they all talk <laughs> I like love, that. I love that. I don't know what the, exactly what part of the world that's from no, that, was, that I'm imitating, wow. but you incredible. know, they're like gender queer is a teenager thing and you, it's not real because you're going right. to grow out of it and blah, blah, blah. And they always tag me and they're like, well, here's an adult. Right. And they list me with other folks who are, who are like me. Sure. And I've, I get such pride from that. I'm curious what you think about this. This might be shitty of me to ask. I don't think it's shitty of me to ask. I read this article on Reuters. Nothing you do could ever be <laughs> shitty. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're so empowering. Honest. I love it. Can you just like hang out with me like 24-7? Just give me positive yes. affirmation. <laughs> I think that's why my minds have 30 million loops. Because people are just having me in I'm their honest, ears I'm all the gonna time. I'm just going to go watch them next time I get fresh <laughs> I forget yeah. I should do that. Um, so I read an article saying... Uh, what you just said about it's a teenage thing and they'll grow out of it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like this study. It was like U.S. parents accept children's transgender identity by age three. It was like a study, or yep. I think it was a specific case, maybe. Yep. But like, like, what do you think about that? Like, is that something that all parents should get behind? Is that something you should leave to a child to decide later in their life? Or at three, can you? Are you who you are at three? You're really shitty for asking. Yeah. That. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I probably am. The real, real answer is that it's individual case by case. Sure. Mm-hmm. Of course. What you need to do as a parent, and this is not going to be a shocker to anybody, I don't think, is love and accept your child for who they are. And if they say, if they wake up one day and say, I like pink, I'm going to pick out this dress. I'm going to wear it to school. Then you go with that. And if they wake up the next day and say, 
I like camo. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> what, what do straight I'm people woefully, wear? <laughs> camo. I'm woefully <laughs> unprepared for this. Um, but they pick out something else, right? Then you sure. go with that. You Just know, like, at the same time, carve their own path. At the same time, giving them loving, caring boundaries so that they don't run into traffic. I mean, I'm not saying right. free for all. Right. I'm saying honor who they are. If my child says they want to wear camo, I'm going to say it's not 2006. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to help you. If they wake up and say cargo shorts, <laughs> tell them no. <laughs> Never. You set up some safety cones too. That I exactly. Like that. <laughs> exactly. camo. That's a good question. I think too. Thank I you. like No, I like that too because it's like there shouldn't be a fear and like especially it's like you know Brett coming from a place of compassion can ask a question like this and obviously has some places. I have some places of ignorance. I'm straight, so I you know, there's things I don't know. You know, I can be <laughs> at you can all. We're just two ignorant straight people. Fuck. <laughs> Love it. But, but that's okay too. Like I think that. That's the thing. We get I so caught this... up in getting it right, but just ask yes, questions and try that's... your best. And I can't speak for everybody, and I've I've said this before too. Some people are bitchy, and some of those people are queer. <laughs> and they're going to be bitchy to you if you ask them a question. That's sure. not me. What I want is communication, and that's why I went on conservative cable TV. Right? Tell me more about that. I just want to know, like, who, where what Fox News? This was Newsmax, which is Fox News's main competitor. Oh. And they were intrigued about the book and my work with young people. And intrigued in a shitty way? Sort of. I mean, I, I well, I can't project onto them what they were doing. Okay, but sure. they called That's my manager. Kind of, yeah. My manager said yes, because we thought it would be good. I often act as a bridge in my social media between oh, right. yeah, queer yeah. culture and people who have questions and I don't mind that role I think it's something that has to happen if, if we're yeah. going to get wider acceptance so there's I show up at the studio I say to the host who's a human being by the way he was <laughs> sitting at the desk and I brought my book and I put it on the table so we have good product placement right on excellent the table between us so that's in the camera was your manager like bring angle. the book Exactly. Put the book on camera. You get, <laughs> yes, this is part of media training. Yeah, I got it. And he's sitting across from me and I'm getting mic'd and the makeup person is like doing last minute touches on, on the look. And I say to him, in case it comes up in the interview, I use they, them pronouns. So you want to, you want to say like, they have a book that's, did his head fucking explode? And he goes, well, you'll just have to correct me on air because I talk however I talk. Ah. Uh. And that was our, that was the first, sorry, not just first, the only interaction we had before it was cameras on. Lights on, let's <sighs> go. And his intro, you'll have to look at the oh, I'm at going the to, yeah. <laughs> his intro was, you know, basically genderqueer. We never heard of that before, right? <laughs> 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 and so then the, in, the, the interview starts and it's honestly someone trying hard to understand and i could see that okay right it came, that surprises me it came with this veneer of i have to posture a certain way so my fans know that i'm not queer like you right, right. Mm. or that i'm not you know accepting or whatever this thing but it was honestly somebody tr trying to get those gears turning about what it is 
And um, I just met him with kindness and I know how to be charming. And Did you nice. have to correct him right away? Uh, that never came up because uh, it, he, the he intro wasn't that way. Avoided it. Yeah, it okay. used the name instead of whoever wrote it for him. It was just, you know, the, the That was probably prompter. on purpose, yeah. Yeah, whoever wrote it for him just used my name instead of a pronoun. But the then I it was it was pre-taped and so it aired later that night and the segment before mine was basically a panel of people trashing universities that allow students to use whatever pronoun they want. Oh no. And that's what the whole segment was about. And I was brought in unbeknownst to me. I was brought in as like the the expert from the other side. Oh Jesus. And so I'm glad that I had kindness and didn't get... It didn't just get like super pissed and... You know the phrase nailing jello to the wall? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like if you comment back with hatred at a troll, it gives them something to work with. Yeah. But if you are the innocent one and whatever hate they try to land on you, you don't meet them with the same energy... Oh man, there's nothing worse for them. Nothing more frustrating. Wow, I feel like did you get? Didn't you get? Sim- I don't think it was that much of a. I don't know. The similar of the being duped into doing it sort of thing. Like I feel like when they set you up for that, like when a conservative network puts a Lauren Duca or a Jeffrey Marsh on, they're trying to do that. They're trying to or bait a Brett you. Redacted. Or a Brett Redacted. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when they're, they're trying to bait us into saying being that figure that is like the we're the evil side and like we're gonna get angry and yeah oh i think so right not just that figure i mean they're trying they're trying to get you lauren to be like a ditz yeah like i when tucker said i i think you work work for them what did he say he's like uh, (laughs) teen vogue which i guess you write for right yeah like i guess you like you fucking have been briefed dude well they it it, they want to dehumanize you that's what it is see yeah. They, that was what the insistence on disagreeing, the insistence on confrontation rather than a conversation. Just rather for than, ratings, I guess. Yeah. Or, or rather than just any kind of rational discourse. But it's, it sounds like your segment went mostly like maybe there was some smugness to the tone, <laughs> but it was kind of. Well, it's not just smugness. Uh, maybe I'm. You'll you'll have to judge for yourself. It's on my website because uh, we think it's a great thing. Sure. To show uh, people, so. Right. Mm, I might be giving him too much credit when I was saying he was trying to understand. Perhaps he was not, but well, I treated him that well, way regardless. See, okay. Well, because no, because you, you might just be a positive person. Because I would love to hear you, the way you would talk about. <laughs> Tucker Carlson (laughs) but he you know was willfully attempting to position us as being at odds despite the fact that and you kept pointing out we agree agree that no one should be attacked on a plane and the funny thing to me is the reason so I actually I'm anti-respectability politics and I think we could get into a very nuanced discussion about what is appropriate and I but I deliberately simplified it to no one should have drama on a plane. Like no one should have any, exactly. I don't want to talk to anyone on a plane ever. I want to be wearing a face mask and like it's already inhumane. But the, the, he was just insisting, insisting, insisting. And it was so interesting that that, that was almost like 
it was, he was so desperate to grasp onto us disagreeing, like as if that was the only course, mode he Mickey knew how enemy. to operate in. That was the only yeah. energy, like you, the way you put it. The only I don't know if you know that you did this. It just came naturally to you. But if you encounter a grown person who's acting like a child, it's okay to treat them like a parent would treat a child. <laughs> and that's basically what you were doing. You were educating kindly, but with firm boundaries. This is okay. There are some this blogs not okay. that do not represent what Don't. happened that way. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I did not write those blogs. <laughs> but the, it's, you have, I mean, that's part of what was so brilliant about it is that you respected yourself. That's the most important thing. Right? Right. And just, and listened. I mean, people kept asking me what I did. I was just listening to him instead of barking back. I mean, after yeah. the segment, I was definitely. But you also would interrupt if it was important to right. give him a boundary and make the point. Right. Tuning, I was that tuning he was in. That you often. <laughs> trying to tune into precisely what, what he was saying, though. Because my dream viral version of that segment was sort of. Rare rational discourse <laughs> across the aisle. On conservative. On, con- on Fox News. You know, well, because I actually, I'm not, I'm, I'm being a little cheeky, but I did think that we would be able to find common ground from agreeing that the confrontation didn't need to happen, but because the confrontation was kind of a non-thing. There wasn't even yelling, you know, and it sounds like, say what you- On the plane, you right. mean. On the plane, we're talking about this. Plane. And I think I read he wasn't. He didn't even talk to her. I mean, it was just like out. He was just universe. talking. Yeah, right. he was like saying yeah. to like the crew or something. It sounds like he was fine, and it honestly, it sounds like she was fine. It sounds like everybody was fine right. in that and moment. Someone got to their phone and tweeted it or something. Uh, and that's the thing. And what I think is more interesting is the way it was covered and the way everyone reacted to it. And sure, that was what was I thought was interesting to analyze. And then I thought the natural flow of the conversation from there, so, no, was her role and the transparency of her role, which once right. we me- met a point of agreement, I was then met with feces, Donald Trump, feces, <laughs> Donald Trump, which is just so incredibly medieval. I really can't. It's just, I'm imagining myself playground. sort of yelling it in the streets and th- just throwing right. my own shit. <laughs> right. And I choose not to reduce her or any woman, frankly, to oh, a, yes. a victim. Or so to a daughter. Uh, or to any singular one role. But the funny thing is, though, he was treating her with less respect than I was. Exactly. Throughout that segment. Yep. <laughs> but he, it's her dad. But she's a daughter. No, but she's an incredibly powerful and she's brilliant person who can make woman. choices. And she, it did seem like she was fine. And she has to know that because of who her dad is, this kind of stuff is coming. Yes. Uh, there's, there's not, we all make choices and she could have chosen to not be in the spotlight and chosen to be as an- anonymous as possible. And she did not. She wanted to sell shoes. <laughs> so she stepped out there and this is coming. This is what happens. Right. So, and her choice is an agency and don't, you know, patronizing right. her that exactly. way. As it, it, that is always, I hate that so much when women are treated with this faux protection based on their roles as wife or mother, right. where even like the, you know, Kim Kardashian's robbery was a good example when she yep. was being so disrespected in the wake of that. And the people who were defending her based on, but she is a wife and mother, but she's a fucking human being. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? 
<laughs> where are we? <laughs> you know? To- yeah. <laughs> and I know what you were getting at with the smells like vanilla. Um, I don't know. They, I don't know really what's in it. <laughs> right. I don't, just, just to backtrack for a second, I don't know what's in Ivanka's heart. I don't know if she wanted to sell shoes, right? She could have had a million motivations and I don't mean to reduce her, but so many people, what I have seen so many people do with her as a figure is play out the high school uh, prom queen yes. st- role st- dynamics over and over and over and over and over again. And I think it um, shortchanges how much agency she does have. And if we look at it through a lens of her own agency, how much criticism is important in that instance. It's feminist to assert that she deserves criticism. Yes. Absolutely. And we, we reduce people to heroes and villains way too often, but especially with women, we can't, think in these complexities and then of course anyone who's beautiful and has blonde hair is a paragon of goodness you know but it's right it's diminishing her power her choices her and 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 there is an element of it that is troubling and that is given her her views and asserting women's empowerment and working to be a face for women who mothers who work and women who have it all and all of these things while also supporting a candidate who wants to defund Planned Parenthood and is an admitted sexual predator. Yes. These, these are not reconcilable positions to have. And these are things that we need to probe. And the point with the smells like vanilla, which obviously you understand because you're thanking person (laughs) is first of all, also, by the way, I would love for someone to tell me, like I just dream of walking through life, like smelling like vanilla. (laughs) But you have extract in the kitchen, just dump some on you. It's just such a low, you know, low blow to reduce things to sexism. And and, and then we're kind of like coming full circle with this of the, words losing meaning and trying to relabel things and rob them from the people who are fighting for them where you're clearly having an outspoken feminist on your show and accusing her of sexism in this low digging manner that is attempting to undermine her entire position is so incredibly insulting. You you feel like he was trying to make her Ivanka a victim of you. Yes. Your abuse. Yes. That's, that's the height of irony right there. <laughs> it truly Can you guys is believe we've been talking for an hour and five minutes already? Because no. I can't. Because I feel really... It's this gone is, by quick. Yeah. Does that I'm mean a, we have to wrap it up? Uh, you said you came with a bunch of stories, and I don't know if you oh. got to any of them. A bunch of stories? I don't know. I, I think like I told you, them all. Okay. Well, great. Then you, if, 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 if You if, heard them all. If you feel comfortable ending is here... Is that true? I think this is one of... I got stories. No, I came with my book with me. I'm, oh, you I'll literally came with your stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Well, I think this is a great place to wrap up because that was a very um for me enlightening episode and like just good to talk about this type of thing it was very um, I, i'm very happy right now all the stories have I been agree. told <laughs> this is at lauren duca we're here with at the the, the jeffrey, jeffrey Marsh. and i'm at, at brett redacted <laughs> and we will be back next week and hopefully jeffrey Marsh will come back again because oh, i have part two. i have more Feelings. Feelings. Yeah, about trans people. I like the positive information. That's why. Okay, bye. I love you both.